Hi there. Welcome to the Ignite Your Wellness Business podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elsa McLean, physical therapist, coach, yoga teacher, massage therapist, and owner of Ignite Your Wellness Business. This is the podcast to help you as a wellness entrepreneur grow a profitable business with time to embody your own wellness practices using my proven formula. Hey there, wellness entrepreneur. Welcome back. Today, we're talking about consultations and specifically what you can do to prepare for consultations and get in the right mindset so you have more control over consultations and you're not left to external circumstances and statements like, oh, I don't have the money. It's too expensive. I don't have the time. My husband will say no. Those type of objections. So this episode is all about how to bring back consultation control, bring your leadership energy back into the room so that you can get more yeses with those appropriate clients and those that say no, you both feel good about it and you still showed up and served the person regardless of their decision on the consultation call so that you feel that these consultations or discovery sessions or whatever you call them are worth your time and you actually prepare for them more as being part of your overall business plan and strategy as your clients and potential clients go through the customer journey from when they first enter your world through your marketing, whether they find you on social media or a website or a networking event. And they go through the steps of getting to know you better. So they eventually, the appropriate ones, do want to pay you and work with you. Instead of viewing the consultation or discovery visit as a waste of your time or a necessary evil that you just have to do in your business. Because here's the truth. You don't have to do consultations. However, I do recommend them, especially if you haven't hit six figures yet. So there are a bunch of common thoughts that I see many wellness practitioners having in their mind prior and during the consultation call that are leading to feelings like doubt, overwhelm, scarcity, frozen, dread, defeat, frustration, the feeling of being taken advantage of, and all those are going to trigger your nervous system in a way that's going to take the control, take the power away from you, as well as lead you to pretty much be focusing a lot on yourself instead of the client. And when you're in your own brain, instead of really being present and focusing on the words coming out of the client's mouth and really observing their body language, then you aren't being present on the call. And when you're not present of the call, here's the truth, you're not fully serving them. So you want to be aware of the thoughts and the feelings of what's going on in your during a consultation. And this is why I recommend to my clients and I teach my clients how to fully assess and review the consultation following the consultation. So they can really evaluate what they're doing, what they're thinking and what they're feeling, not so they can beat themselves up or shame themselves, but so they can continue to evolve. Because here's the thing, all the thoughts that I'm going to go over, all the feelings that I'm going to go over, all the quote unquote mistakes that I'm going to go over, I've done them all. I've been really terrible at consultations, frozen, nervous system triggered in consultations. And despite my best in my best desire to really show up and 
help and serve the person in front of me, sometimes my nervous system would just get the best of me and I would fall into old patterns, old beliefs, and old thoughts. And here's the thing. If my introverted, triggered, trauma-based self with a lot of my own self-doubt and criticism can get better on consultations and improve my own consultation conversion and also have my marketing be stronger in the way that I'm attracting my ideal client and they're already showing up to the call pretty much a yes and the consultation is more of a formality, then you can too. Okay, so let's get into some very common thoughts that lead to those undesirable emotions which will trigger your nervous system and take you out of presence with the person in front of you. They are thoughts like, oh gosh, they just showed up to the call to pick my brain. They just want a free coaching session. They can't afford to work with me. My program is too expensive. I knew they would feel that my program's too expensive. What if I can't get them the results? What if they're too high maintenance and require too much hand-holding? I don't think they have enough time to do this program accurately. What if they think the program is too expensive and that I'm a fraud for charging this price and then they go and tell everyone we both know? They're a mess. I don't think I can help them. They are put together. What can I add to their life? They don't have thousands of dollars. What makes me different from all the other coaches out there? There's more experienced coaches out there than me. Why would they want to work with me? I'm too all over the place. I'm too much of a hot mess to help them. My program's too all over the place. I don't have one simple offer. All these thoughts lead you to showing up on the call defensive. You don't make clear or confident offers. Sometimes you don't make an offer at all and you just get sucked into free coaching. You you stick to your framework too rigidly and describe your program in a very complex and detailed way that doesn't meet the client where they're at. And so they don't feel that the program is simple or doable or even what they really want. You rush on the call, you freeze on the call, you don't prepare for the call, or you're unable to stay in leadership energy on the call. So the client takes control or the potential client takes control, which typically leads them not wanting to be your potential client because why would they hire someone if they have to be the leader? Maybe you lower the price of your offer spontaneously before they even speak or object to the price. You don't cover objections. You don't leave time on the call or the in the session to go over their fear and hesitations. And here's the thing. When people have objections, fears, and hesitations, nothing has gone wrong because for the most part, for me, I sign a lot of clients on Instagram or people that randomly land on my website. So I'm a stranger to them. If they're going to be paying me thousands of dollars, I want them to feel comfortable with me. And so having fears or hesitations, if they've just met me, a stranger on the internet is normal. And I want to be prepared for that. So that is the key is both preparing logistically and strategically as well as preparing your mindset ahead of time. And we'll go over some reasons how to do that here in today's episode. So you already might be thinking, well, I keep my consultation short 15 or 20 minutes because I don't have a lot of time. And now, Allison, you're going to tell me that I need to prepare for each consultation ahead of time. That can be an additional 
really it doesn't have to take long, 10 to 20 minutes. But so now you're telling me that I need to carve out 45 minutes, maybe an hour for someone who might not even work with me. And I'm saying yes. And how could it be true that carving out 45 to 60 minutes for every discovery session or consultation that you have is well worth it? How could each consultation that you do or each discovery visit that you do be worth tens of thousands of dollars for you. For me, as I was learning my consultation process and improving, and I still do that to this day, I would view, even if someone said no, the learning that I would get from that very consultation would be worth thousands of dollars for me because it will enable me to for that appropriate client down the road for me to better serve them so they are a yes. And I take it consult to consult each time applying the learning. And so regardless of whether someone is a yes or no, I just make consultations and DVs not a transactional experience, but instead I feel that the pricing of my program allows me to spend luxurious amounts of time planning for consultations, spending enough time and doing follow-ups if the client really needs to think about it. Because again, nothing's gone wrong. I'm a stranger on the internet. They might really just need more time to think about it. And assessing and evaluating the consultations afterwards, it's just part of my business plan and strategy. I don't have a lot of thoughts that they're taking away time from my business. Instead, I have thoughts that they're allowing me to hit five-figure months consistently with ease. It's all this work that allows my revenue to keep growing and growing and growing. Right off the bat, notice the thoughts that you have regarding consultations and your time, preparing for consultations, evaluating consultations. This is what's going to bring consultations back into your control where you're not dependent on all these other external circumstances. So you want to wear, be aware of prejudgments you have about yourself, prejudgments you have about your program and your ability to deliver results, and prejudgments about your clients. You want to get all of that out of your head so you're aware of it, so you can show up to the consultation call not just in a neutral state, not just in a place of serving, but instead a place of belief confident belief that you can help them. They do want to work with you. And here's the thing, you don't have to be in 100% belief that they do want to work with you, that you can fully help them to sign clients. If you can just start with a sliver of belief prior to the call, 10 or 20%, or maybe a two or four out of 10, and bump it up a few notches so it feels stronger in your body, that is perfect and that is enough. And we're going to go over on this episode some thoughts that can help you bring more of this belief into your body. Because here's the truth. You can get sucked into your thoughts and all the reasons why they don't want to work with you or shouldn't work with you or how you're fearful of yes, if they do say yes and pay you thousands of dollars and work with you. You can allow their stories Their thoughts, such as I don't have the time, the money, the energy, this isn't the program that I want, you can allow all their stories to suck you in, oh, they they don't want to work with me. But 
Here's the truth. They have a triggered nervous system. You have a triggered nervous system. And it's up to you as the coach, as the practitioner, to be aware of your own triggers and guide them. Because truthfully, most of the sentences and the phrases that come out of their mouth are from a triggered nervous system place. And it's not always the truth. It's just that they don't know what to say or they're feeling scared because maybe they've never invested in themselves in this way before and they want to do it. And if you believe that they do want to do it, that they just need help and guidance through this process, then you can hold the space for them to do this. Because here's the truth. They wouldn't have scheduled the discovery visit or the consultation call if they truly did not have the time. If they truly didn't feel that you were the person to help them, they wouldn't have scheduled the call. If they were living on their last few dollars, they wouldn't have scheduled the call or they would only scheduled it if they were anticipating a free or pro bono coaching session. And if they show up to the call thinking that it's a free or pro bono coaching session, that goes back to your marketing. So there's a marketing mismatch where maybe you're promoting your consultation in a way that they do think it's a free session. And that's truly what needs to be changed. Not that There's no clients that can afford your program. See the difference? If someone showed up to the consultation call or if you offer in-person discovery visits in your clinic or office, they want to work with you. They've carved out the time to show up and be there. That is an investment. Even though a consultation or a DV for the most part is free, they're still investing their time, which means they're raising their hand to say, yes, I, something you said spoke to me and I do want help from you in some way. So number one, get prepared for the consultation call. I teach my clients ways to get prepared for the consultation call. I teach them the belief plan so they can shift their belief before the call. They create an awareness of what they're thinking that might hold them back and not serve a client on the call or lead them to be biased about the client, having prejudgments about the client based upon what they wrote in the form or having doubt and overwhelm that they could help the client to get all of that out of their heads and begin to shift the energy so they show up to the call in belief and a place of service and being present so they can help the person on the call regardless of what that person decides in the end. You want to show up to the call believing that they do want to work with you. This is a common thought I have. Sometimes just thinking this thought allows me to be in full present and just allow the conversation to unfold naturally. So I can ask the questions of what is really going on in their mind? What is really going on in their life to lead them to the point where they are now? And how can I help guide them to the place that they want to go? You want to believe that you can help them, that they are able and resourceful to pay for it, that they'll figure it out if they do want to work with you. And you want to believe that they'll be a great client. So you don't allow your prejudgments of their maintenance or their their capabilities or their ability to be resourceful or being a high maintenance client. You don't want to go into a call or start a client package with all of that in the way. You want to believe in them as well. 
You also want to practice describing your program in different ways so you can meet the client where they're at. Personally, for me, I have six pillars that is in the Awaken program. So most of my clients, though, in their first round, within their first six months of working with me, whether it's the mastermind or a one-to-one, are not going to get all six pillars. Typically, we focus on two, maybe three to start in the beginning. A mistake I made years ago was going through all six pillars when I was describing my program to them, which led them to feel overwhelmed. Like it was a very complicated process that it would take up way too much time that they would have to go through many, many steps before they could really start making money and signing clients. Instead, now I don't go through all my six pillars. I just focus on the ones that are more important and more relevant to what the client describes. So if they describe that they really want a marketing plan, that's what we focus on. If they tell me they really want to get more confident in selling, that's what I describe my program on. And if the other pillars come up, I might add them in as an adjunct, as a bonus, but I really just talk about and focus on what the client is telling me that they want or need. So it's very, I'm in, I'm the leader, but also what I choose to focus on is client driven. So in this way, you want to get very nimble and flexible about describing your program and your offer in many different ways so you can meet the client where they're at so they do feel that your program is appropriate for them and is going to solve their unique problem. Describe it to some of your friends or your partner. Ask them, does this program solve simple and doable or does it sound very complex and overwhelming? Get feedback from them so you can practice on describing it in a very simple and doable way. You also want to get practice on describing the result of your program. What is the takeaways that they'll receive? And I'm not talking about deliverables or your portal or your workbooks. I'm talking about the transformations they will receive. What will their life be like? Different in what ways specifically? Because the truth is you are selling that result. You're not selling the process. You're not selling manual therapy. You're not selling MFR. You're not selling Reiki. You're not selling physical therapy or yoga. You're selling what yoga or physical therapy or body work or breath work gets them. That transformation that those modalities bring to their life and the changes those modalities bring to their life. I often tell my clients, and this was told to me through multiple coaches, is that you're selling Hawaii. You're not selling the plane ride to Hawaii. So let me break that down. If you have a client that's in Chicago and Chicago is the land of being overweight, not feeling strong in their body, not feeling confident in their body, lacking energy, being stressed out all the time. And they want to get from Chicago to Hawaii. And Hawaii is them being leaner, having efficient and optimized digestion, feeling stronger and more confident in their body. Then the process to getting them from Chicago to Hawaii is the airplane, 
right? And the, your process is the modalities such as yoga or physical therapy or whatever modalities that you use. You're not going to show up on the call and say, okay, you're going to sit in aisle row seat B and someone's going to come by and deliver you peanuts and then you're going to get a, a drink of water. No one wants all that. No one really cares about the flight to Hawaii. Yes, at times you might describe how you're different. Maybe instead of giving peanuts, you serve a whole full-on healthy and nutritious meal. The, the seats recline, that sort of thing. You can highlight how you're different, but those are all just bonuses because what the client actually cares about is if they're going to get to Hawaii. Is it reliable that they're going to get to Hawaii? When they purchase the plane ticket, is it 100% pretty much guarantee that they're going to arrive in Hawaii day and time that they said? Of course, knowing that sometimes there's cancellations and delays, but for the most part, they're going to get to where they want to go pretty much on time guaranteed. That's what they're really caring about. So that's what you want to describe on the console call. You want to describe what their life's going to be like when they get to Hawaii. What does being in Hawaii actually feel and look like? You want to bring that into the call as well. And so you really want to prepare describing that process ahead of time. And this process of being in Hawaii is going to differ from person to person. Each consultation is going to be different because every person's Hawaii is going to be different. Every person is going to have different goals. Now, there's going to be some overlap because if you're a health and wellness practitioner, there's going to be overlap in varying degrees of health and wellness that they want to bring into their life and what they want to feel in their bodies. But you want to really individualize that experience based upon also what they're describing that their unique struggles are. And when they're describing their struggles, you're not getting sucked into those struggles. You are staying in belief that you know you can help them and that they're resourceful. And by working together, both of you will be able to help them to get to Hawaii. So you want to make sure that you're leaving ample time to show up to the call prepared this way. Now, once you get really good and nimble at describing your program, describing the results, staying in belief, then the preparation won't take as long. Sometimes now all I need is to feel that belief in my body and give myself a few minutes to ground and and drop into presence. And so it's no longer than five minutes sometimes that I need to prepare. If I'm adding new strategies into my consultation call or describing my program in a new way, then I'll leave more time, 10 to 20 minutes. So the amount of time that you're spending to prepare for a call can shift and flux as well. But when you show up to the call prepared and in belief, then you can drop into true presence. So you can listen to the words coming out of their mouth and not get sucked into the story. You're remembering that they do want to work with you, that they do have struggles that you can help them with. So you catch early objections early on in the call. By them describing how busy their schedule is, you might think to yourself, oh, they're probably going to have a time objection later on. Or if you're catching scarcity thoughts or 
continuous talk about how much money they've spent and how they haven't gotten results or how much their expenses are and how lean their budget is right now, you might think, oh, well, I'm going to prepare myself because they might have a money objection down the road. You're able to listen to them in the first few minutes of the call and not be so surprised later on in the call when they tell you, oh, this is more expensive than I thought, or, oh, I don't know if I have enough time in my schedule to actually be able to do this program. You won't be blindsided by all that because you're so present, you'll be listening to them so acutely in the beginning of the call that you'll begin to pick up on that. And if, and actually, you'll be able to coach and guide them in a way, not free coaching, but in a way that really reveals what they're feeling and thinking, which is going to really highlight why they're in the place that they currently are. And when you know that, you'll be able to accurately describe how you can get them out of that place and get them to Hawaii. And this is the work so often not done on consultation calls. What I hear is consultation calls that are rushed and only 15 and 20 minutes long where a practitioner shows up to the call and is being like, listens to the problem for maybe five or 10 minutes and then says, okay, the price of my program is this much and they gives them a generic framework of their program, doesn't talk about their unique feelings, doesn't talk about their unique struggles or their unique goals and then rushes them off the call. I can't tell you how many consultations calls personally I've been on with wellness practitioners because I like naturopaths. I have my own wellness team to help stay preventative with Lynn syndrome and help deal with menopause. I've also interviewed a lot of practitioners when I was searching for uh, a counselor for my husband and I for our own relationship. I showed up on a consultation call with a practitioner who was clearly eating while talking to with me. She was on the phone. She was clearly eating and she was so judgmental. She goes, I don't work with alcoholics. I don't work in the abuse situations. I don't work with this. I don't work with that. And I'm like, okay, so who do you work with? Because that's pretty much you described a lot of people that have relationship problems will have varying degrees of flavors of that. So really you're looking for perfect ideal people that really don't exist in the world because they wouldn't need your help if they're so perfectly ideal. And, and it just blew my mind how much she rushed me off the call, how quickly she was to judge and criticize what was going on in my life. And even I wasn't allowed to speak up. It was all about her. It felt so yucky. In fact, what I ended up doing was cutting her off and saying, I don't think we're a good fit. I don't want to waste your time anymore. This is not going to work out. And I just got right off the call. It was so yucky. So imagine a scenario like that versus if I had showed up to the call and actually the counselor we're currently working, working with, she held such space. She held such presence. She listened to me so compassionately. She offered solutions that were unique to my very struggles that Sean and I were having with our communication and our styles. She gave us solutions that I hadn't been aware of. She told us about her process in a way that didn't focus solely on her process, but in a way that described the Hawaii that Sean and I wanted to get to in terms of our communication and living the family life that we wanted to live. 
She gave us ample time. I didn't feel rushed. She offered to schedule a follow-up if we so wanted to discuss together off the call with her. I felt such held and I felt the power of Hawaii that she offered Sean and I that of course saying yes to her was a no-brainer. And here's the thing, when we decided to work with her, I hadn't had it in my budget to pay her what her program was, but I worked it out because I so strongly believed in the Hawaii that I wanted for not only Sean and I, but for Kaylee too, to give her a secure, safe, and to have her witness parents that were able to communicate together and have this lovely, happy life that we so wanted. So not only did I make it work in my budget, I told Sean and showed up when I, you know, after I got off the consultation call and I told Sean, I go, this is the practitioner we want to work with. I said it very confidently. I'm going to figure out the budget. I will pay for it. I will do it. We need to do this. I pretty much just told him this is what we're doing and here's why and I'm going to take care of it. And because I held the space of such confidence when I talked to him, he was on board. He was like, yeah, great, let's do it. And so we signed up together. So you want your client to feel that empowered when they get off a call with you. So they show up to talk to their partner or spouse in that way, fighting for themselves, fighting for your program, saying, no, honey, this is the program that I need. I fully believe that she can help me. It's totally going to be worth the money. I will figure it out. You want them to be saying those words when they get off the call, not going to their partner and being like, well, I'm not sure. What do you think? Should I spend the money? And if the partner says, well, do you think you're going to get results with them? And you're saying, well, I'm not really sure. I think so. Of course, their partner is going to say, no, I don't think that's worth the money. So on the consultation call, you want to dig into what they're currently feeling. What, and you want to ask them, how do they want to feel later? You want to get into thoughts that they're having about their current situation and how that's leading them to feel and the frustrations that you're having, they're having. And you also want to inquire about what they want to think and feel instead. You want to go deep here. You want to ask them what they feel is standing in the way, get their opinion, and then offer your solutions as to help them to get to Hawaii. So to wrap up, leave ample time to prepare, leave ample time to assess and evaluate each consultation so you can take away the learning. Determine prior to the consultation call, and this is great work to do with a coach, is bringing belief into your body and the thoughts that you need to think to help create that belief, the presence, the confidence, the certainty, so you can show up and hold the space for that potential client regardless of the decision. So you don't go in biased and prejudged by what you might know of their story or what they wrote on the form. You also wanna make sure that you feel confident on your price belief that you can deliver them results, belief that they can achieve those results and that they're resourceful and will work with you to achieve those results in 
a simple and easy way as well. So listen to this episode a couple times, send this to a friend that might be struggling in their own consultations and let me know how it goes. All right, I'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye for now. Hoping for lots of yeses in for you in the meantime. Oh, and one more thing. If you haven't already, make sure to get on the Awaken Mastermind waitlist. It's the place where you can get into the mastermind early. So you get early access to the mastermind's portal and workbooks so you could get start signing clients before the mastermind even starts. You get first dibs on seats. I'm keeping the mastermind small on purpose so everyone gets personalized, individualized attention from me. On the wait list, you're also going to get access to bonuses uh, and Black Friday specials that I'm not going to be offering the public. And plus, you're going to get access to value-packed emails with lots of insights and tips and tools so you can, again, start signing clients before the masterminds even start. So head over to the show notes to get on the mastermind wait list right now, and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you're ready to grow your wellness business, I want to invite you to work with me. You're going to make your first six figures and then scale beyond. Your next step is to book a free consultation at igniteyourwellness.com. That's igniteyourwellness.com. Okay, I'll see you there. Bye.